What's going on, everyone? Back again with another premiere podcast. Got two guests today instead of one. Got Courtney O'Connell from Summit Title and then Josh Wynn from uh, Realty One Group in Bedford. Uh, Josh is a real estate agent. Courtney is a closing agent at Summit. And we're going to talk a lot of today about how how we're, you know, we're younger in a primarily older person field in real estate. I feel like we feel like that's kind of the, the stigma that goes along with it. We talk about our experiences that we've had and, and kind of how we can break those boundaries and, and still provide a lot of value to clients, even though we may not be as experienced. So welcome guys. Thank you for coming. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Yeah, this is awesome. Great setup. Yeah. So intro stuff. I don't know who wants to start. We'll start with Josh. Screw it. We'll start with Josh. <laughs> Whatever. How'd you get how'd you get into real estate? Kind of quickly intro all that fun stuff. Yeah. So my name is Joshua Wynn. I'm a real estate agent at Realty One Group Next Level. I've been in real estate since February of this year. Before real estate, I was in medical device sales, but I realized selling devices that were so small in value, if it was between three bucks and five bucks, hospitals care about budget, they're gonna go with the least expensive thing. So I thought to myself, I need to start selling something that's more expensive, not just for the price point, but because money makes people care. It right. makes them anxious. Yeah. And when you're buying a house or a car, you're like, we really need to do this right, especially for first-time buyers. Mm -hmm. with, my friend, with my friend group, I'm always the guinea pig for that type of stuff. So I'm kind of just like, let's go for it. Right. Um, it's kind of funny, like I'm, my cousin is neighbors with Courtney. We kind of met through that and just networking with all these young people has right. been awesome. So you've always been, well, you've been in sales majority of your working life, so just kind of translated over. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and awesome. I've noticed that at a higher price point with homes, like people care so much about it. Like yeah. they're calling you all the time. Right. Before it's like, they're like, ah, I could really care less. It's right. more about like the, like the bang for your buck right. type thing. Well, it's it's one of those things where when you go to buy a pack of gum at the grocery store, you could literally care less how much it costs versus yeah. you're buying thousands upon thousands of dollars of stuff. You're going to be like, well, I want a certain level of service. I want, you know, the grocery store to be clean. I want like the, you, you expect different things. So yeah. it's the same thing. I feel like with real estate and even our side, right? We, when you, when you have different levels of price points, people expect a lot different service, right? 100%. You're buying a million dollar home versus a $200,000 home. Yes. You still give everyone great service, but they expect a lot different or a lot of different types of, yeah. of just communication and availability and stuff like that. But awesome. Courtney, how'd you get started? A little intro. A little intro. Um, I'm Courtney. I work for Summit Title, so I'm a closing agent there. Um, this is actually my first job out of college. So I graduated from University of Albany last year, May, or yeah, last year in COVID 2020. Um, I've worked at Summit Title for going on seven years now. I actually started there kind of on a whim my sophomore year in high school because my little sister's best friend's mom owned the company. They were kind of newer there then. So I came, um, worked as a receptionist, and then ended up sticking with it for the years after that. And now here I am. Awesome. Um, so and I love it. Did you always know that this is what you wanted to do? Or was it kind of just like you, you, you tried it for a little bit and you're like, oh, I kind of like this? Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely wanted something. Uh, all of my family is pretty much in sales. So I wanted something where I was out and about and interacting right. with the public. And that's what I saw the closers do every day when I worked there internally. Um, and I really loved that. So when they offered me that position when I graduated, I was like, absolutely. Right. So, and it's been awesome. Right. I, like Josh said, 
I've met so many cool people that have been, it's crazy, that have just, you know, grown up in New Hampshire and I've never met them before or heard of them and right. now we're all like best friends right. and I'm, you know, helping a bunch of people in the in the real estate community, which I love. Right. Um, so it's been a really enjoyable experience that, so far. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people know what a real estate agent does. A lot of mm. people know what a lender does. Maybe not a lot of people know what exactly yes. a closing agent does in a <laughs> transaction. If you want to just give a quick yeah. little blurb on what what exactly what's your role in this whole piece yeah this whole so um well my role you know to the the general public the people that are buying and selling the houses i'm the person who sits at the table and explains all the documents tells you where to sign happy day closing day that right. stuff um and then in regards to the realtor and lender community i'm basically can be seen as a go-to resource for any title and closing issues right um I always make myself available just because, you know, we're working out and about and on the road, but I always have my phone on me. So if people have questions about, I mean, either files that we're working on for them or just random title questions right. in general, I mean, our office is super awesome about just being able to answer and help people out. Because like you said, title's kind of like this weird abstract world that nobody really nobody knows what's knows. going on. <laughs> they just know that they have to get it done. They don't really yes. know exactly what happens. They don't know happens. what's really happening there, but you know, I love, and you know, people ask me questions and I'm like, I have no idea. Let me go ask people in my office who right. have been doing this for like 20 years right. and then I learned something out of it. Right. So it's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll kind of ask both of you at the same time, what do you like most about the industry? Like eat. Whoever wants to start. You want yeah. to start? Loaded, definitely loaded question. Loaded question. <laughs> um, I, I definitely like the the freedom and the lifestyle. I ex I ended up exiting my previous sales role because I didn't like the nine to five. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that there wasn't a lot of creative freedom. Mm -hmm. Granted, I worked for a bigger company and I'm like, hey, like, you guys have 100 followers on Instagram. Like, can I help you with your social media? And they're like, Josh, like, that's overstepping. And I'm like, I need to get into an industry where like I'm really doing something where I can enjoy. I have freedom to do cool stuff like this. Right. You can choose the people who you want to work with. Right. Mm -hmm. um, choose when you're getting lunch. Choose when you're going to leave. You right. Can basically, choose how much you want to make. So it's very I think true. The, the freedom in the industry has definitely been pretty appealing to. Yeah. Me. What about you, Cordy? Yeah, I would say similar. Like you said, like you kind of choose how much you make. I think. Personally, for me, like I know it's stereotypical, but coming from an athletic background, sales role is really ideal for me and what I like to do because, you know, whatever you decide to do, like whatever work you put in is kind of the outcome that you're going to receive. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's taken me a little bit to figure out how to transition that drive that I had in athletics into work. Yep. But now that I feel like I have kind of taken a grasp on that, it's really awesome, like just being able to be so you know, available to help people all the time. And like Josh said, it's really just, you know, you're around 24 seven, but you don't have to be, you know, I mean, we're not sitting in an office 24 seven, right. but I think that's also more motivating is that you're not just sitting at a desk doing the same thing from nine to five. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're putting out fires or you're helping people or you're celebrating a closing day. Like every day is different, which creates, I think, more motivation day in and day out to right. kind of you know, do that stuff. Right. I tried the nine to five for yeah. all of college. I mm. accounting major, so that was lovely. Yeah. Like some that lovely in, some <laughs> lovely internships. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized quickly, so it's like the same thing. It's just the flexibility. And I hear that yeah. a lot. Um, and everyone that always says it says, yes, we're flexible, but we have to be available. Mm -hmm. right. But I think that's what I do like about it is that I don't have a set schedule. There's not like I have to do this from 9 to 11 today and then I have a board meeting from 11 to 1. And then it's like every day is so different and you just right. you can never predict what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Every situation is different. So, I mean, that's 
kind of the same thing as you guys. It's just, it's awesome. And yeah. Tying it to athletics again, like you were saying, yeah. I think it's kind of interesting. Like we all, you're always working, but never working. Like yeah. we're always on call, but we aren't always doing a job. And mm -hmm. during the real estate transaction, maybe I'm the busiest in the beginning until the tra transaction is accepted. Right. And then we pass it over to the loan officer to do all of that fun stuff. Right. And then at the closing table, I'm basically sitting there while Courtney <laughs> does all the I work. I literally <laughs> sit there and then you are like, although you're smiling and being really nice and like telling them what to do, you're like, okay, hopefully everything's right. <laughs> right. That's when it's most intense for you and I'm literally not doing anything at that time. Right, right. right. So you all have we all roles. Have, we all have our own roles yeah. and right. we, sh we shift. Like my scope of services, if I have a lending question, I'm going to ask you. Right. If I have a title question like I did like last week, yeah. I'm not going to make up an answer. I'm going to text you. Right. 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 Exactly. And that's how I feel about the real estate side when buyers are like, oh, should I go in at this price? I'm like, I'm not the person to ask that because yeah. I'm, I'm just going to be like, yeah, sure. Because <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's the real estate agent's job. And mm -hmm. I'm like, OK, go to Josh and and see what comps are looking like don't just take my word for it and because i i educate a guess but it's not looks like a bang be, up cape go yeah, for it yeah, like, go go get home yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah i think everyone has and that's cool like because you know we all know our roles and our jobs we have to do so you can mm -hmm. lean on each other mm -hmm. for that help you know like it's not your realm to answer to answer like a question about a deed or mm -hmm. financing that's when you're gonna say like hey you know go talk to my friend um, Matt McDonald or Courtney O'Connell and they'll be able to help you out. So right. it's kind of like, you know, being the per the people that you surround yourself with in your business too are also super important, which is why I think, you know, all of us work well together because we have that same ambition and drive mm -hmm. and, you know, do what we need to do to get done. Right. But like you said, just everyone has their role. So it makes mm -hmm. everyone's lives easier when you can kind of depend on other people. Right. And you're just working as a team, right? You're not trying to overstep boundaries just to get what you want yeah. done, right? You're, you're putting faith in the other right. person. And I feel like that takes a lot, right? Because yeah. someone like me, I'm coming from a world of personal training and athletics. So like, and I was an individual athlete. Same, so man. it was like, I never relied on anyone That's, else. That's, yeah, like, so interesting. That's a very good point. Yeah, as opposed to being like on a team where right. you have that, where that you, trust. Where you have the trust with yeah. people. So for me, even in this industry, it was tough. I'd pass the loan off to my processor every day. They like, go, oh, how's this doing? And they're like, Matt. It's fine. Like I'll tell you if something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay. And it, it was very, it was a very hard transition because it was all I was always. I did the work, and then either I won or I lost. It wasn't like my team won or my right. team lost. So right. transitioning to that has actually been harder than I was anticipating. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's kind of fallen into that role where okay, I can lean on my agents. I can lean on, on, on title, and it doesn't have to be like overstepping yeah you. it doesn't have to all be on me which is honestly really nice because it's i don't have to play the role of five different people yeah. at once to do Definitely. my job just like uh you told me yesterday when i i sent you over a client you're like okay i'll cc you in the first email but then like just so you know just so you don't get bombarded with like yeah. a, a dozen emails you aren't going to be on the other ones right and like old me would have been like Oh God, I'm not gonna know what's going on. Right. You're just like, no, it's your role to do that. Right. So right, and I'll update you as we go through it. But yeah. like, I don't want you having to be on every single piece of. Cause it's just yeah. you shouldn't have to worry about that. You should be mm -hmm. worried about how can I get more business? How can yeah. I go out and get more buyers? I can lean on Matt to do his job. He'll tell me if something's wrong. He'll tell me if something's good. And the same thing with Courtney. It's like you're not gonna sit there and be like. 
like, oh my God, like I, I need, I need more transactions. I need more of this. I need more of that. It's like, okay, how can you go brand yourself and, and put yourself yeah, out there? Like prioritize right? exactly. every day. Exactly. Yeah. Which it, is kind of like, you know, another good reason why we have the freedom during the day to prioritize tasks for every day of what needs to get done. And, right. You know, I, I think it's a lot. That's something not a lot of people see in this industry is 90% of the time we're focusing on marketing and branding. We're not yeah. like really with people. Right, where the ten percent, where the ten percent of the time we are with people, obviously that's that's great. We get to talk with everyone, but it's like you can't talk with people twenty four seven, right? There, there, right? There's not enough people in the world. Well, I guess there is, but like yeah. you would you would need to be so swamped. It's like okay, how can I get to that next level? How can I get to my two transactions a month or one trend, whatever you're right. aiming for. How can I get to that point? Yeah. That's when 80 to 90% of your time is spent on, yeah. which I'm sure you can attest to just marketing and branding and yeah. mailers and like everything to think of creativity to get your name out there. And it's interesting because uh, like we're all young professionals here, but like agents who have been in the business for 15, 20 years, like at least that I've seen, like they don't market themselves at all. No. Because no. if you have a sphere of like, say you have 500 past clients, if 10% of those people, so that's 50. If 50 good math. Yeah, really good math. <laughs> but say if 50 people a year, they either need to buy or sell or refer to a friend, a friend or family, that's 50 deals a year. Right, that you, you just, that you just got. And you're getting that passively. So it's like, at least right. in real estate, once you've been, the, been in the business for 10 years, you can really kind of coast. Right. But what I'm seeing now is, as the way the market's shifting and like the impact of like sites like Zillow, you really need to have your own personal brand and right. market yourselves. And that's where young people, I feel like, have a strong suit. Right, I agree. And I think just social media, obviously, that's the obvious answer is a huge game. But I also think just understanding back-end systems like mm -hmm. CRMs and putting out campaigns, like people don't realize how crucial that is even if you don't get business from it every single time, yeah. it's the, oh, I know Josh does real estate. I know Courtney works for Summit and is a closing agent. Like, I know Matt's a lender. Maybe you don't go to, maybe they don't come to you at that specific mm -hmm. time, but they know what you do. Yeah. And that's all we can ask for is just the knowing what, if, when you think of Josh, when you think of real estate, right? Mm -hmm. It's just understanding that, that aspect mm -hmm. of it, which is the hardest part to actually yeah. do. Hey, guy, I, I love it when the agent's like, oh, like people come up to me and like, oh, I see you everywhere. It's like, where do you think everywhere is? Because you're not everywhere <laughs> yeah. at once. It's online. It's on right. social media. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where us being younger or on the younger end, right, we understand how important that is. Where somebody who's been doing this for so long, right, been doing it for 35 years, you're not going to be like, well, I guess I'm going to change now when I'm 62 and retiring in two years. You're just going to kind of yeah, go right. through it. But that's where we can take market share and really kind of take over on, on our end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think totally. another important thing to note is that we are like really good at the marketing scheme because we're younger and we have to put our name out there just because like you said, we don't have those referrals of mm -hmm. people that have been, we don't have that advantage mm -hmm. of having all the reach of the people that have been in the business for a while. But we also all have the systems to kind of back up, you know, us putting ourselves out there and saying, right. hey, like I'm young, but give me a try because we have a really great system in place and we're gonna do a really awesome job for you because you can say all these things, but if you're all talking, no game, like no one's yeah. gonna- No one's gonna do <laughs> anything. Gonna get anything out of it. <laughs> right. But I think we all are super confident um, in our teams and our processes and ourselves mm -hmm. that we're able to pull that business in with the marketing, but also keep it because 
they end up being really good transactions. Right, you know? right. Yeah. And, and that's the important part is you know, like just going back, you, you lean on your, your partnerships because you know they're going to do well. Yeah. And you know that buyer is going to be happy and then they're going to come back to you. And exactly. And that's how you get the repeat business. And that's how you're sustainable. It's not how can I get this one lead and then scram them off to the side and I got to yeah. get the other one that you're not going to last. It's just, <laughs> totally. it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but to kind of transition, um, like we said at the beginning, right, real estate is kind of an older, well, older person's game, right? Most people think of real estate agents as 35 to 45, maybe even a little bit on the older end. Same with lending. Right? And I tell people I'm 24 yes. years old, they're like, you're a 24 year old mortgage broker? I'm like, yeah. yeah, they're like, what does a mortgage broker even do? I'm the like, beard oh, helps. You, the, yeah, beard the, helps. the beard probably helps because you'd probably never know. <laughs> but they're like, what does that, what do you even do? And I explain it to them, and they're like, that just sounds like that's not something I want to do. And I'm like, oh, I get this. It's not you want. Like, it's not the most sexiest job, but it's it's fun. I enjoy yeah. it, right? But I feel like it's the same thing with real estate, right? It's I'm a 24, 25 year old real estate agent. It's like. What do you yeah. mean? Like you're supposed to be off like building your career at this time. And then mm -hmm. if, if you can't do that, it's like, yeah. oh, well, I guess I'll just trans transfer over. It's like, no, I want to yeah. try to make this my career. So I don't know if you want to talk about maybe, you know, experiences, but anything that you've seen where like you talk to a buyer and they're like, oh man, like he's, he's only this age or he's only that age or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. I looked up on realtor.com, I think it was probably a month or two into my career. And it said that the average real estate agent was a 51-year-old woman. And when I talk to new buyers, I'm like, hey, I'm neither of those <laughs> I'm actually half that age. And I'm a guy. Like, this is, like, I'm definitely a little bit out of the ordinary because most people do. Like, it's like the, the stay-at-home mom. Right. That's why more women do it than men. And it, it's kind of like in your 50s because it's your second job right. or third job or 10th job. Right. Uh, but I figured out I, I wanted to do it now, so I did figure out how I can leverage being young. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, say I, I door knock a lot. Say if I go to somebody and they're like, hey, like, do you even have a house? Most people, like, aren't that, like, like rude. But right. if someone were to be like, hey, like, do you even have a house? Hey, you know what? Fair enough. I don't have a house. And actually, because I'm self-employed, I need to have even more work history before I can get a get a house right yeah. but no one complains about the pilot not owning a plane right think about that exactly you know what I mean <laughs> why because hey, they're really expensive one. you know mm, I'm right. 24 hey maybe I don't have $500,000 right yeah. now but I do help people buy and sell every month right yeah. and then that kind of gets rid of it pretty quickly right and especially when really you're talking to somebody yeah. who's lived in the house for 20 years right <laughs> and, and it's funny because it's the same thing with me I I've never been through the mortgage process yet. I'm telling people how to go through the mortgage process. Yeah. And I'm like, just because I haven't been through it doesn't mean I can't guide you through it. doesn't mean I don't know what I'm doing yeah. when I go through it. I've been doing, yes, I've only been doing this for just under a year, but I've done many of transactions by this mm -hmm. point, refinances, purchases, everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. And right, I, I know what to expect. And yes, I've never bought a house for myself but I know what the transaction is. I see it so every day. all of us, unfortunately, day. have not gone through that process. Have not gone through yeah. that process. Nobody, nobody owns a house outright, right. but we no. all, like, we're all familiar enough. Like, right. this isn't, yeah. like, I studied biomed in college. Like, this isn't biochemistry. This isn't right. rocket science. Right. This is something that it takes experience of doing it day in and day in and day out to get good at, and right. that, that's what we already do. Right. Right. You no, know, it, it's it's a business of the, the product is the home, but the service is the people. Right. And we deal with people every single day. Exactly. So I think most people, 99% of people aren't going to give us too much 
fight back if we give like a, a decent rebuttal you right know? right hey i'm young but like here's my track record you know right and especially i mean for you like i've been in sales like i know i know the game like i know how yeah. to treat people i'm not like just because i'm younger doesn't mean i can't treat you right and guide you through a process that's a Personally, I think yeah. that's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. Right? Especially yeah. when I hear it. It's <laughs> like, oh, well, how, how can you like tell me how to get financing if you've never done it? It's like, right. well, because I have seen hundreds of transactions done. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not just like I just like, it's not something I see once every month. I see yeah. every single day, I see exactly what's happening in the transaction. A lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot. I think, like Josh said, like it is a lot about the people that you're dealing with, too, because. I mean, regardless if you've been in the business for a year or 20 years, there's literally different stuff that comes up every single day. So even someone that's seasoned Mm -hmm. in a situation might come up where they're like, I have never seen this before and I don't know what to do. Right. (laughs) But it's just, it's how you like choose to roll with the punches. It's either, I mean, you could try and just make up an excuse, like you could brush it off. Um, You could play the blame game and say like, oh, well, this is this person's fault. This is Mm -hmm. happening. And or you can be the person that's going to be like, okay, like let's look at the facts, what's happening here, and try to come to a solution, right? And not blow up the whole deal the whole because deal. of the way that you're reacting to yeah. it, but right. instead find another way and use that creative thinking process to kind of figure that stuff out, right? So yeah, I mean, when people are like, you know, you're young, that was definitely being a closer for me was definitely scary because it's like these are this is like the biggest purchase of someone's of life, life and they're coming into the closing room and I'm like you Hi. know looking all young and I'm like oh my god at first I was like they probably think I like don't know what I'm doing but then you know as you get comfortable with it then confidence you know plays a huge role in that mm-hmm. just how you carry yourself um, and like I said especially at the closing table I mean dear god so many things just you know pop up last minute and right. you just have to you know Adapt control yep control emotions you know kind of read the room, see what the vibe of the room is and the people that you're working with there and then mm-hmm. figure out you know, the best way to come to a solution. Right. Which is not, again, something that a seasoned person versus a new person can do. It's right. just like it's who you are. It's just who you are common as a person sense. in general. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. common sense for the most part. Right. And I yeah. talk about it a lot, right? We are we work under people, right? We, I work under Premier, but I'm running my own business. So yeah. it would be like going up to a business startup and being like, well, you've never done this before. Why should I trust your product? So that's kind of the stupidest thing ever because there's people backing them, yeah. right? They're not the one manufacturing the product. I'm not like, I'm the front person of it, but I have right. a processing team and a closing team and a media team here for me to build something. Yeah. Right? It's not just Matt McDonald's mortgage lending business. <laughs> yeah. It's He like, does it all. Yeah. So that's where, like, when I hear that, I'm like, wow. Like, I don't yeah. think, I think people just don't understand the backing that all of us really do have throughout, throughout yeah. everything. So we could leverage the companies we're with and our youth, I feel like. Right. And I've actually had people recently like middle age when I'm like door knocking and stuff and they're like I'd rather have someone who has more energy someone right. who's young someone who has yeah. more avail- availability on the weekend someone right. who has less responsibility right someone who has a reason to be hungry right as opposed to hey like I want the white picket fence and like the wife and kids and the eight golden retrievers one day <laughs> Eight but you can be right. damn sure <laughs> maybe that's, not a lot, that's a lot of golden retrievers <laughs> you can be damn sure that on the weekends right now I am just Taking people out to houses, right, or hosting an open house, right. You don't have kids this to weekend, go back. You don't. Nine thirty, two thirteen, Abbott Farms, Hudson, New Hampshire. We'll put a we'll put a link to that. Yeah, <laughs> link in bio. <laughs> yeah, but it, it it and it is true, right? Because you don't have kids to go back to. You don't have a, like you don't have a wife to go back to. That's like 
I don't want to say nagging. That sounds horrible. But like, I'm sure after no 15 or 20 yeah. years of being married to a real estate agent, you're like, can we take Saturday off? Can we go do yeah. something? Right. And it, it, yeah. there is that always lurking in the back of your head of like, oh, maybe I should be home. Especially if you've mm-hmm. been doing it for so long. You're like, I don't have to be going out all these, like to all yeah. these open right. houses. The, I don't, yeah. I think that I don't have to like, oh, like, you know, I have, I have my book of business. I don't have to do that. Like, right. somebody, yeah. like but I, like you said, the, the hungriness of someone who's younger to like, like you're only as good as your last transaction exactly. type of mindset, right. I think really does actually set us apart from the people that have been in the business for a while in a good way. Right. Because we like, there is a lot more writing on every deal that you do. First impressions right. are important, you know, making your name in the real estate world in the beginning, like right. how you choose to do that and how you want to brand yourself is all super important. Right, right. Yeah. And like we said, for sustainability, Right, we want yeah. to be doing this for 30 years. We yeah. don't want to be yeah. doing this for 10 years and dip out and find something else to do. Mm-hmm. All right, so if we're going to be in business for 30, 40 years, we got to think like a company. we got to think like right. an Long actual term. business. Okay, how can we actually do sustainable work, treating people fairly and not being a dick about every single thing yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that pops up? It's yeah. just, and I think that's really all it does yeah. boil down to is just, just treating people correctly and and not lying not honestly lying but like not like misleading people especially like i i get a lot on my end right lending kind of has that rough patch where people have their guard up and for probably proper reasons after what happened 10 15 years ago it's probably kind of fair right we kind of put it on ourselves but (laughs) there's so much that has changed that i think we need to educate people on where there's so many disclosures that go out. There's, we are so regulated as an mm-hmm. industry yeah. where even just, I don't think people understand how I get paid, which maybe people don't need to know, maybe people don't need to know, but it's not off the rate. It's not off of, oh, there's a gap between the base rate and he's charging me more so he can make yeah. more money. Like, yeah. I only make money if people close. Yes. So guess yeah. what I'm going to try and do? I'm going to try and get you the loan to close. That's like, a very good point like, to bring up because I think I, I'm at the closing table. I feel like I hear that. I think people have legitimately asked me yeah. how loan officers get paid, get paid. from the deal. Right. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. And it's it's... It's one of those things where I think maybe we need to educate a little bit more on how exactly we are regulated. And it's not sexy stuff to throw out to people, but like yeah. there are laws with truth and lending and we can't take kickbacks from people. Like yeah. I, I'm not paying Josh for a lead. That doesn't mm-hmm. happen. That's not something yeah, like that's, that's <laughs> yeah. not something that goes on, right? It did before, which is why 08 happened. So that's why yeah. I think it's just a very different real estate game um, in terms of that stuff. Yeah, that's a good point to bring up, though. You get paid. I mean, I think all of us do if it closes. If it closes. Yeah. So our best. Everyone wants to help. Like we're all in it together. Right. <laughs> right. We're in this whole thing together. We yeah. like if, if if this doesn't close, none of us are happy. Yeah. No one's sitting there like, oh, great. This is phenomenal. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. Going off of that. I think it's kind of interesting because people see us kind of running our own businesses. Mm. And I think a lot of the times, like people think like we make like a ton and ton of money off of every transaction. I remember my first client ever, she thought I was making like 50 grand on a $200,000 house. And I'm like, (laughs) that's not not how this works. And then like sometimes like clients can get flustered and like you don't want them to think like you're doing it for the money. Right. And because we all just get paid at the end, I feel like some people are just like, 
you're just in it for this big chunk. Right. But like, I compare it to my mom's been a nurse for 30 years. If she wasn't getting paid as much as she is, she wouldn't be doing she it. She wouldn't be a nurse. If the teacher <laughs> wasn't getting paid what she's getting paid, she wouldn't deal with 25 screaming kids every day. Right. You know? Right. So I feel like people, they almost, when you're running your own business, they almost sometimes have a problem like, what? Like, I, I don't want to, I want you to, I don't want you to make too much money or like, where's my money coming from? And I'm like, we get paid to do a job just like everyone else. Right. Everyone right. else gets paid to do something, but because it's bi-weekly, it's like, oh, mm. that makes more sense, right. you know? Right. And it's, I, even you see that with small businesses all the time. It's like, how are they, why are they charging so much money? Like they, yeah. they, they're, they're making enough when it's like, well, then when you really boil it down after taxes and when you really net everything, right. it's like, oh, like there's. That they're yeah. just trying to make a living. That's all like they're trying right now, to do. Like right now, like I don't charge buyers anything to work with me. Yeah. Right. At right. all. At and all. And they're like, you're not gonna get. I'm like, you don't pay me anything. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> We're like, just hanging out well, at this point. Right. Until we get to see Courtney at the closing table. Like, right. I'm not making. Anything. I'm not making anything off. Yeah. Of and I notice that people find it easier too when I tell them that like you're not. The, Physically, you're not writing me a check at the end. Yeah. And then I always tell them I don't get paid off the rate, and then the gar comes mm-hmm. straight down. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think and that's they, a good point yeah, to bring up. Yeah, and they and they see the loan estimate, and they see like, oh, like there's no origination charges. There's not like, oh, like he's actually telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> like, which also comes with being young because mm-hmm. we have I've grown up well, well, I've grown up in the environment of okay, this is all the disclosures that we need. Like I didn't, I didn't go through a wait and then have to change my entire business model. Right. It was, this is just how things are. Yeah. This yeah. is like, so yeah. when you hear when I, when, so I, I don't have, I can't relate to people that have their guard up because I'm just not used to it. But at yeah. the same time I get it. Yeah. And I think too, like, like obviously everyone's working to get a paycheck, but I think what really helps build your business is when you're thinking more in that long term, like there are, you know, a lot of times for our business partners where we do stuff complimentary to them, like realtors and loan officers who need stuff from us, you know, we'll try and help them out when we can because, you know, yeah, it stinks. Like maybe I won't get like commission on something because, you know, we decided to like waive this fee, but it works out in the long term because you build that relationship and like, mm-hmm. hey, like I'm really just here to help you out. Like you said, like this isn't really mm-hmm. just about me getting a paycheck for this one closing. Like right. it's one freaking closing. Yeah. But like what's, right. what matters is the long term and building that relationship right. that way. So kind of having that sustainability right. in mind right. is like, overriding. All of my closings have to happen at a title company. Yeah. Right. Like, I will always need you. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So right. if, if you do me a solid here, it doesn't mean like, it's not gonna like pay you tenfold, right? And like unless I have a cash buyer, like all my buyers need a lender, right? And like right. I'm specializing right now in first-time buyers. Like you can bet they all need a lender. Right. They need someone who's gonna walk them through the process. Be so. shocked if a 26-year-old has some strolls in four hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Exactly. Hey, you it's never like, know. Oh, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> but like I'll have people say like, "Hey, Josh, like I, this is just a hypothetical because a lot of people don't want to dive in right now because yeah. they don't want to get." They don't want to commit like right away. But they're like, hey, right. Josh, I have a hypothetical. Yeah. Not even me. Yeah, ask this for, is a friend. for a friend. Asking for a friend. <laughs> but can you do a loan cost breakdown for a $300,000? And I'm like, okay, let me like call somebody. Like, and even though like you, you aren't going to get paid right there, I'm certainly not going to get paid. But it's cool because I think a lot of people, and this is what I kind of do on Instagram and Facebook, I think a lot of people will go to their teacher at the end of the day. Yeah. If you give free content, free yeah. knowledge, and educate people mm-hmm. on your platforms as much as you can, I think instead of Googling somebody, right. hopefully, it, I, 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 I appear pretty high on Google now. <laughs> um, 
but but hopefully instead of looking them yeah. up, they'll just say, "Oh, I I learned about loans from Matt." Right. Oh, Courtney answered yeah. answered all my title questions. I'm gonna use them. Right. You know. Right. And especially, I mean, I'm sure it's huge for even you, even you as in title, right? Where if the buyer knows you and buyers never are like, oh, I want to use this person for title. But if you can get your name out there that much to where buyers are like, I have seen Summit or I've seen Courtney, right. I want to use them. Yeah. Sounds good. Like, I mean, yeah, great. honestly, even like, cause you know, with our business as a title company, like we don't really market directly to consumers right. like you do. Right. But the uh, there are so many times where like, you know, if something happens during a closing and I can tell that, you know, they might still have questions or they have like a hypothetical question for the future like i always give people my card like people just regular clients which does absolutely nothing for me and is honestly just me fielding a bunch of random emails from people that i've (laughs) given my card to asking me random title questions (laughs) but i i like like that part where like i feel good being able to like help somebody and kind of you know and that you know you never know what's going to happen what someone's going to say to somebody else like oh yeah like our closer was courtney and like she helped me out or like our agent was was Josh. We weren't even working with him at the time, but he helped me with this. And like, so I think it really does kind of pay off if you put that good energy out there just to everybody right. that you work with, right. that you really are truly just helping people, right. then that will eventually come back around. Yeah, in I the agree. End. Like my second closing ever, my buyer, they already had a lender. I don't know if I could say it. It was a Marisave. It was bad. It's <laughs> gonna out them anyway. The <laughs> office, loan officer was in like Arizona. <laughs> And like the time difference, it was horrible there. Um, oh, but basically, that they sounds horrific. so they pick they pick their loan officer, but they also pick the title company. It happened to be Summit, and um, after Summit basically saved the entire deal. Like at the end, As like we there do. were we had, we had like <laughs> easement issues. We had like it was just it was an absolute nightmare. Yeah, and um, I haven't used anyone else but Summit since. Right. And Courtney so happened to have been the closing officer. Yeah. And I know her from like childhood and we right. like we had no clue we were both in the industry. Right. And yeah. it's like now it's like all, all of my business is going is going you that know, way. just kind right. of like yeah. It, it's half luck and half putting giving mm-hmm. yourself the opportunity to be put in that position to exactly. like get that lucky if that makes yeah. any sense yeah. at all. You know what it's I'm like creating your own luck. Yeah, pretty much. But that's that's the name of the game is just putting yourself out there, creating opportunities and just always kind of, you know, erring on the positive side of things and then good things yeah. end up happening. Right. Right. And I, I always say I don't really believe in luck, I'll be hundred percent honest. Because I Come think on. not I th- even a little bit. I, I think people that get lucky earned what they got. I'll <laughs> yeah. be honest. Unless yeah. Unless it's like the lottery. Okay. Yeah, you didn't really <laughs> yeah. earn that. But like in terms of something where it's like business, no one gets lucky. True. People work yeah. their ass off to get to where they are. Mm-hmm. And they work that hard for a very long period of time that people do not realize. Mm-hmm. Right? We'll be behind the scenes for five or six years. And then everyone will see us on social media or everyone will yeah. see Premiere on social media. And they're like, oh, my God, they're an overnight success. It's like, we've been in business for five <laughs> years. Like, what do you what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not an over. And yes, that's fast relative to a, a big business to, like, really kind of blow up. But Mike has worked so hard on the back end where right. people don't see yeah. to make it to where we are in overnight success. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. overnight. I feel like yeah. talent... <laughs> I feel like talent honestly plays no role in this business at all. It's 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 whether it's relationship. I'm really yeah. back in like track. There was a kid who can't be name dropping on the podcast. <laughs> I gotta I gotta get used to this format. I'm always storytelling, but he was like a pure talent guy, and like he 
did minimal training, but he just had like like the body structure for it. Like he was just dominant yeah. in the track and talent carried him almost the whole way. Right. But at the very end of our four years, it was the kid who worked the hardest that right. won. Right. You know? But in business I feel like like what's talent gonna do? Right. Like right. If you if you have you, if you have no team behind you, if you have no sales. Right. You could have the best idea in the world but not run with it, mm-hmm. what does it matter? Yeah. Like what is it? It yeah, means it's absolute, very true. It means absolutely nothing. Yeah, like you could have a you could have it the next Amazon, but if you're just like yeah, like it's all work ethic, right? Like yeah, Jeff Bezos worked for twenty hours a day probably for ten years, and then everyone's like, oh, how do you become so wealthy? It's like well, I could probably tell yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few ideas. Right. It's kind of funny. I, I've talked about this kind of a lot. You guys, you guys know the rapper Jack Harlow? I do yes. actually. Yes. So everyone thought that he was an overnight success. Because of uh, what's popping. Yeah. But I looked on Apple Music. He's dropped an album. This is just a Josh Wynn fact. He's dropped an album every year since 2015. And no one listened and to no, any of them. No no until the song came out. Right. And all of them are really actually good. Right, right. Well, no, everyone's everyone. like, this guy came up overnight. It's like, no, he's been like doing this since he was like right. 15 years Damn, old. Damn, that's right. a little depressing. No one everyone said he came Don't. out of nowhere and he's actually been putting stuff out for like five years. So literally, <laughs> but like, paid produced off. albums for five years. That's right. like... If uh, like Matt blew up and became famous in five years, it's like he started on this podcast right. in twenty twenty one, bro. Like, well, I think that also you can tie it into real estate. If you get the right client, like your business can blow up, right? If you yeah. get if you get somebody that knows people, yeah, and will bring them to you, yeah. Oh my gosh, like your business is just gonna it's especially if it's the right people, right? If you yeah. get if you get a CEO that knows. 10, 15 other CEOs that obviously own companies and they have people that work on it. Like, yeah. your business can just blow up yeah. you know, overnight. Right, <laughs> like, overnight. But, but yeah, so we'll kind of transition into some fun little stories. Oh, what? Boy. Yeah. I mean, I know, I, know we're, I know we're newer, but yeah. I, always, I always will ask, what, what's the craziest either transaction, experience, Conversate, whatever it may be, yeah. right? That can come to mind mm-hmm. of where you where you were like, what? Either what just happened, or how did we get through that, or maybe a problem that you solved where you were like, well, how how did I pull that out? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I have think, to think about that. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind, and I'll just remember it always because I'm sure, but like crazy stuff happens, but it just it all. The, the days blur together. <laughs> but my very first closing ever, we were, well, so I went through like my, you know, training period where I basically s- sat with one of our close, our seasoned closers and watched her do her thing. And I would kind of, you know, sometimes maybe I would do my own and she would still be like sitting with me and helping me out if I had questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day, Fridays in the title world are very crazy days. So it was a crazy Friday. Yep. We were in Portsmouth in our Portsmouth office for closings and, Something came up in whatever closing. So, you know, that day we're like stacked back to back on the hour. And I was, you know, just planning to like shadow, you know, mm-hmm. watch what was going on that day. And then we were just totally running behind. And my coworker, I was like, Court, like, you're just, you're going to have to take this other one solo. Like, this is not, we're not going to make it through this day if, you know, I'm held up in here for the next 30 minutes. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Okay. Shaking, like, here's uh, the (laughs) altar. But, I mean, you know, the thing was, like, at at that point I had been training. So, like, I was, you know, like, you're ready, but it's that first time where you have to be thrown into action where it's like, holy crap. Well, usually it's like, all right, on this day you're going to start so you can mentally start prepping. No, the the way that I was trained was being thrown into the fire, which I am so grateful for, honestly, Mm because that's just the nature of, 
the business in general is just, like I said, rolling with the punches. Mm -hmm. But that day I literally was thrown into the fire. So we went there, or I went to the closing table and I went and sat down and the buyer's like on the phone with his wife and I hear the wife, she's like crying on the phone and he's like, it's all right, we're gonna figure it out. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, it was something like the air conditioning wasn't working. It was really nothing, anything crazy. But so like, you know, they're like all angry and then the sellers came in. This was before split closings were a thing. So we were Mm -hmm. all like sitting together. The sellers came in and the buyer was like sitting in his chair and they came in and he literally swiveled in his chair and and faced the wall. So he wasn't like, these are like grown people. It's like like looking away and I'm still having to like, so through all this weird like tension, like I'm still trying to find a way to like, you know, have them like you know explain documents right. but there's also a line where you don't want to like you know force anyone to sign anything right. so right. it's just like, it's like do you want kind to of sign ro- yeah I'm like you know like here this paper is right here but so long story short I mean it was just basically super uncomfortable and terrible for me because it was my very first closing ever <laughs> on my own um but then we got through the end and everything ended up working they worked it out you know it was okay yeah As it it always does. It always does. You know, you come to a solution. (laughs) And then the buyers left and, you know, I sit there and I'm like, oh, and like the sellers are like, that was great. And I was like, to be honest, guys, that was my very first closing ever. (laughs) And they're like, well, if you did that, you can do anything. And I was like, thanks. (laughs) Thanks. I appreciate you. Yeah. So that was a very memorable first closing for me. But yeah, that's my, that's my story. I guess. (laughs) What do you got? I can tell. I can tell one if you need more time. Yeah, you you tell it one. Because like mine is my first buyer ever too. There's so much like <laughs> cooking, but it's like I can't like expose everybody. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so my first day, I literally have been here for 30 minutes, and I get a call from a random number. Mm-hmm. Literally my first day, and oh sorry, it was a text. And like, hey, like heard you just became a new loan officer. Would love to chat with you about like getting pre-approved. Didn't have the guy's number. I was like, who? is yeah. this like yeah. all i've done is post one social media and my number was not on it so i'm like how oh, like weird. who has my number that i don't have theirs so i just go along with it because i don't want to awkwardly ask oh yeah thanks who is this so i'm like oh yeah like would love to help you out still don't say their name they're like asking me questions and i was like god i have to figure out like who this is so i called them and luckily it was a co-worker of mine that i used to uh, have an inter- at internship so oh. that all worked out but the problem was is he was like okay like what should i expect with this and what should like what's the timeline with that and what does this cost and what is it? i've been here for 30 minutes like <laughs> oh my god i don't know <laughs> i was like okay let me get back to you on this let me get back to you on that and on that and he was like well like have are you sure like you're you're okay to do it i'm like yeah i'll be fine i, yeah. I got this we'll, we'll pick the pieces up so then i called him back and like obviously gave him all the info and like asked around frantically to everyone because I didn't want to take three hours and have him be like, oh, he has no idea what's happening. So then like, I, I gave him all the answers to the questions and more. And he was like, oh, thank God. Like, I was worried that like you just didn't know what, what you were doing. I was like, Psh, I know <laughs> what I'm doing. Yeah. I was like, I know what I'm doing. And he was like, so it all worked out. But literally, I was like, oh, my God, like 30, it was 10, 30, 15. And the, I was like, yeah. this is brutal. <laughs> the beginning <laughs> questions are because like yeah you have to just I basically ask didn't it's all a learn as you go <laughs> yeah. thing i remember yeah that was right. probably the worst but then you know and then you learn everything and, right. and then you're good and then there's only a few every every, every now so and then. often to pop up but that was yeah my first yeah. few closings at every five minutes i'd have to like get up from the table and be right. like let, let me go ask someone for you I'll, right. I'll, I'll be right back and i'm sure the real estate <laughs> test was the same thing the loan officer test gave me nothing useful to turn to go into this career yeah it was all about rules and regulations 
and it was nothing about actually how to how to originate. Yes. Yeah. So like, uh, the real estate. Uh, yeah, I, it was it was a it was kind of a, a joke. A joke the, yeah. the class, the the exam. I took the exam the exam a couple times. Yeah, in college, I kind of just winged I winged a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's it's kind of like drivers said. It's the stuff like oh, like in a blizzard, what color flag are you gonna hold out the window? Right, it's like, red. It's not white. Right. Like, like they ask you like these dumb things that you need to know like in emergency situations. But, right. Like. The exam was like, oh, like how many f- square feet are in so many acres and you're doing conversions when yeah. I just put that in MLS. Yeah. It's on the test. And it just card. pops yeah, up. That's or annoying. all just like random stuff. Yeah. Or it pops up on the deed. And you're like, I already, <laughs> already kind of so know. It's like to people who are passionate about getting into real estate and then they see what's on like the study guide for the exam. They're like, do I even want to do this? And I'm like, oh, go ahead and do it. Right. It's nothing to do with it. Right. We have somebody that's studying wild. actually for the NMLS test now. And she's like, oh, well, what do I need to know? And we're all yeah. like, Nothing you would imagine There's that like, you would need to memorize, spit it out, Memor- and then forget. <laughs> oh my god! Like, <laughs> the what? I almost let one loose there—a little curse word, but oh. <laughs> amor- amortization. Amortization. Yeah. Amortiz- like they're having me do that, and I'm like, I don't do that. Wait, yeah. wait, did you do that as an agent? It was on the exam. That's very weird. I, yeah, I don't even do that. The computer just spits it out for well, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they think you're handwriting out? Yeah, like uh, <laughs> let me do some, some math equation for 360 months. That is super <laughs> weird. But something that uh, real estate agents can rely on heavy on the uh, exclusive buyer agency agreement. There's a section and it says um, firm, like in my case, Realty One Group, next level, but I'm the representation mm-hmm. there is represented solely as a real estate agent and not a tax advisor, a lender, a surveyor, a structural engineer, an appraiser, and right. so all this stuff. Because guess what? If it's out of my scope of services, I'll let, like, I'm going to pass it on to someone else. Right. And that's something my broker and my mentor instilled in me early because people would be coming at me like like older people like, hey, like do this, do that. And like my broker's like, Josh, like that's not even your job. Yeah. So now I can, I show up in like my shirt and tie and like, I'll do my job and be like, yeah, man, that's not that's, that's, that's <laughs> in my scope of service. It's like, I don't know what your rate is going to be. Let me right. refer you to Matt right. or Courtney for right. the title stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to break a sweat. I'm not going to get anxious. I'm not going to try to make something up. I'm going to say, hey, let me right. refer you to somebody on my right. team. That's really smart because we do the same thing with people that ask us tax questions. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like if I buy this house oh. in 1031, exchange it and do all this. I'm like, you're... Go to a CPA. People yeah. love to I'm think that we are you. all accountants. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't come to me for that because I'm gonna tell you something. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be wrong. You're gonna come after me, <laughs> and then like I have no like financial backing to like if if you came mm-hmm. after me because I gave you wrong financial advice and I don't have like, any CPA or I don't have any like CFP. Like yeah. I'm screwed. Like tax questions are tough. Yeah, or like people that ask law questions. I'm like, please go see a lawyer because I'm not even if I know the answer and I'm 100% confident, I'm not telling you because mm. I am not putting my name on that answer. Yeah. Like and I feel like you you guys probably get those questions that are really, really specific. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, yeah. oh, like you guys are numbers people. Like, I'm going to ask you this. Yeah. But for real estate, we get like the Gary Vaynerchuk Juniors, oh, okay. like the entrepreneurial <laughs> thinkers. Like there's one guy called me one day. He's like looking at this townhouse or a condo near like Crotchet Mountain Ski Resort. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, man, like I'm like 20. I want to Airbnb this thing out. And I'm like, do you have any money? Right. Like, <laughs> he's like, what's what are Airbnbs going for around this area? And I'm like, I'm a real estate agent. Yeah. Like you can check on Air, Airbnb, but there's not a whole lot I can do there. Right. He's like, right. Airbnb is like the wide I call, list. and I'm like, Beats man, me. I. <laughs> it's a great question. Um, 
next. <laughs> right. But it was, it's like, that's not in my scope either. Like, oh, like I want to get like a rental property in, in Hampton and I want to Airbnb it out on the weekends and I want to do this and that. And I'm like, yeah. I have never Airbnb a property yeah. in right. Hampton Beach. Right. Maybe you can talk to this person or that person. And they're like, I thought you're the real estate agent. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> and this is what I do. And then right. help you know? people, yeah, buy right. or sell. But what they, what right. they choose that's almost to a, do. That's almost a question for me at that yeah. point. Don't like, don't open a small business in your residential home. Don't right. air, you can't Airbnb <laughs> condos out that the association doesn't allow it. Doesn't it. allow like, it. That's right. about it. Right. And there's a lot of, yeah. I mean, you see that all the time on TikTok and Instagram. They'll be like, this is how you like, you can buy a house with no money down. Yeah. It's like, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. I saw like, this Grant still... Cardone video. He's like, here's $800, $800 cash and you could buy a multifamily with it. And I'm like, no, you can't. I need, <laughs> I need a drink. You, 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 you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not allowed. Yeah. I feel like everyone's like very, like, just not educated in the whole realm of mm -hmm. real estate right. and but I think that's where we need to do a better job at yeah that yeah, out yeah. To people. and also I think a big thing too is not getting like frustrated with those weird questions because I know like none of us do but there are lots of people who like you said have been in the business for a while mm -hmm. or just you know people that don't know how to kind of see things from another person's perspective mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they just immediately get angry like oh well that's a dumb question like why right. are you like why are you even asking me that like this is not my realm like right. why but you have to kind of understand that literally people have no idea what's going on mm -hmm. right right <laughs> and it's, they just rely true. like they're just yeah they're they're asking the questions that they think make mm -hmm. sense yeah. when they're just not on the right, right track right which is where you can come in and, and help, help them, them realize go on the right track <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, last question i got for you is very simple um, what would you tell a new agent? And I know you're a new agent. So what would you tell a new agent, um, like whether it's a s oh, secret or something to do to just get their name out there or at least start building their own business or their own brand? Like what would you say is one thing? So, oh, these water bottles will be a good prop for this one. Oh, so perfect. <laughs> a, a lot, of, and this might be controversial to some agents out there, but a lot of people will go ahead and they'll say buy leads. Yes, to get thank you. Buy leads I to know get where experience. This is going. And you have so many companies that they're just like, instead you're going to give them a water bottle, but I want to drill a well. Right. I will not have Win Realty if I'm buying damn leads off of Zillow. Right. I kind of as like an experiment, I put myself on the wait list for some zip codes on, on Zillow. And 03102 in Manchester, mm -hmm. they said I'd get... I think it's 2.3 direct leads a month and 1.7 in nurture leads. So a combination of four leads a month for $1,500. Right. And instead, I spend $1.89 each on cookie dough, and I go to 100 houses a week or something right. like that. So basically, I want to generate a business where I'm lead generate. I'm doing lead generation, not lead buying. Right. And right. It's, I, I think it's, it's been yeah. ROI positive so far. Right. Yeah. So far, every sale on the buyer side has come from social media. Right. And then my two listings have come from the father of a groom at a wedding that I bartended. Amazing. So it, it's all word of mouth. It's saying, yeah. like, it's just building your own brand, building your right. network, right. a lot of direct mail. Right. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't sign up, like, all these gimmicks. Like, as soon as you become a real estate agent, you're yeah. LinkedIn. Like, everything's going to be... Hmm. Like two or three loan officers a week, <laughs> they aren't as cool as you. <laughs> but like, or people saying like, "Oh, I'll make you the top realtor in your area." And I work on South River Road in Bedford, and there's like over a thousand agents. And I'm like, "Yeah, I haven't even 
This is back at Myers. I'm like, I haven't even sold the house yet. How are we going to make <laughs> it the top agent that? in the area? Please, sir, tell me your plan. And, right. uh, like, it's BS. Yeah. You know, so it just, is. like, focus on you. Focus on your brand. Uh, work on your sphere of influence. Right. Don't buy leads. Work on the people that you know. Right. People are trying to spend so much money to do business with people that, that don't, there's, like, care about and you. there's no connection. When you could be doing business with your friends and family. Right. Like right. people already know and trust me, I don't need to get over that barrier. Right. I just need to show them that I know how to do real estate. Right, right. So. And I think there's a point where if you scaled, uh, you maxed out all like your connections and everything like that, and you've reached a point in real estate where you're making a lot of money, okay, like how can I get to the next level? I need more leads somehow. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's where you start buying leads and, and going down that route. But to start, it's it's just it's not. I don't think it's worth it. I really don't. Yeah, because like, then you have even for us, we can do the same thing. Yeah, and it's like because <laughs> it comes to, and this is a foreign concept to a lot of people. But I want to market to people in the market I want to hit. Right. I do not want to buy leads all over the place when I want to build brand and name recognition in, 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 in Southern New Hampshire. Right. Right. I'm not looking to sell. Unless there is somebody who wants to sell a house in Pittsfield, I, w- I will do it. But I'm not going to market myself at any corner in, fit- in Pittsfield. Right. Because I could sell four $150,000 homes, or I could sell one $600,000 home in, in Courtney's neighborhood. My right. cousin lives in Courtney's neighborhood. There's right. 100 homes. Pop they probably it. go for... A lot. Yeah, your house probably a goes lot. for a lot more than one. <laughs> but you know what I mean? And all it takes is, hey, I'm going to mail you a calendar at the beginning of the year. I'm going right. to do a touch point each month with right. direct mail. And every right. now and then I'll bring in cookie dough or whatever I found at Sam's. Right. <laughs> right. And that lead probably cost me $15 a year. Right. Exactly. You know? What about you? With a, obviously not a real estate agent, but like a, clo- new, a new closing agent comes in. Like, yeah. what's something that you would say, maybe not to not their brand, but how can they get business from whether it's lenders or more real estate agents, like how would you tell them to kind of go about it? Um, I think kind of what, going off what Josh was saying, just figuring out who you are, because everyone's different in the way that they do like, you know, sales and sell themselves mm-hmm. and portray themselves. So kind of figuring out what you want to, to be seen as, mm-hmm. which I, you know, it, it takes a little bit like trial and error, figuring out what kind of what route you want to go down. But like, for example, like, you know, my goal every day is to be like the most dependable, like title rep for my business partners that I can be like, I, right. you know, I always try and answer people as fast as I possibly can type thing, which I know we all do, but that's right. something where, you know, people are like, oh, well, like you, you make your own hours and if it's after mm-hmm. five o'clock like you don't need to answer them and i was like all right like yeah you're right but i was like no like i don't i don't want to be like that like mm-hmm. i want to be someone where people know that if it's something urgent or something needs to happen like i want to be the one that's there that's for there. them right so it's really and that could be different like maybe someone mm-hmm. else wants to you know go a different route on how that they achieve their um their business but that was kind of you know i made that decision and that's what i'm sticking with and i think since i've kind of decided that it's mm-hmm. helped me tremendously right, right um in my in my business and then for a new closer at the closing table i would say it's just really um confidence is yeah. the, the biggest thing and just right. kind of having that ability to read the room take control of the room Perfect. which comes with comes with comes practice, with practice yeah. exactly <laughs> and, and it's very similar to all of our fields right if the initial phone call there's no confidence it's going to be like yeah. oh yeah. boy yeah <laughs> tell yeah. people it's your first sale or your first closing or your yeah. first loan 
after the fact. After, right, after like, yeah. exactly. At, at the first closing <laughs> with you, I told, like, the listing agent was there. I'm like, this is my second deal. And she's like, no way, you right. were so good. Right. If I'm submitting the offer, I'm not going to be like, so this is only my like, second. Hey, so this is my second deal. Bear with me. The purchase and sales <laughs> might look like crap. Right. They're going to be like, like, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really sure what I'm doing. And Courtney right. Court was like, I hope you guys have title insurance because I'm shaky. I've had three coffees and I'm brand new. You know what I mean? But you tell them after the fact. You just play it cool. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Confidence is definitely key. Mm-hmm. Being young and being new. That's right. the biggest the biggest thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. I appreciate you guys coming in. Thank awesome. you for having guys, us. Guys, again, great. Courtney O'Connell, Josh Wynn. The contact information will be below, cell phone, email, all that fun stuff. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, hope, hope you guys <laughs> enjoy. Ooh, thank you.